God, the priest of the Israelites. Maybe at the end we can also decide like whether that. we would smite him or not. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, I think, I think know, I might. Because we're coming for your ass, Billy. Um, yes, okay. Yeah, he's done. Oh. <laughs> yeah, really center yourself for this <laughs> that's one. That's right, that's right. I'm just getting ready. Billy's counting on us. That's right. To do him His right. Big ass forehead. Um, okay. What is up, everyone? And you are listening to a very special episode of Smite Me. Um, a bunch of things are going to be a little bit different. First, I'm going to introduce the cast of characters. We got my regular co-host, Sayani. Uh! <laughs> In a state of terror as usual. We got John. What's up? How you guys doing? This part's the same as usual. And we have my good friend, Emily Pincus, calling all the way from the Eastern Time Zone. What's going on, Emily? What's up, fellas? It is 10.15, and I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> called But Would You Kiss, where they talk about aging foxes in Hollywood, who they may or may not plant a little peck on. Um, and we thought uh, it would be fun to switch things up, combine our shows, and talk about noted Jew, Billy Crystal. I mean... We're just trying to hop into a little bit more stuff that's not just about, you know, the, the Bible's all fun and good and handy and dandy and whatever. But one of the things we like to talk about is kind of like how this culture overall sort of affects us. And, uh, you know, I don't think I'm saying anything too controversial by saying that hey, there's a fair amount of Jews in the world of, uh, of film and television. <laughs> that's right, and, uh, folks. Go we're out on a friggin' limb here. We're abandoning God this week. Um, yes. <laughs> we, are not, we are not reading the book. We're not even watching a movie that's based on the book. Or, We're talking about one guy who happens to be Jewish. <laughs> you can expect a lot more beautiful diversions like this coming up. Um, and I just have a question before we get into it. Do we actually end up looking at how how religious he is? I've got some. I've got some info. Okay, do you have some Judaism intel on Philly Crystal? I have I have a couple stats on on Bill. What, you think I'm going to come to you empty-handed? Please, oh, never, never. Not on something as important as the nine-time host of the Oscars, Billy Crystal. No, I'm not good at very much, but I'm good at this. Um, so just to start things off, though, um, for the, for the sake of Smite Me Nation, Emily, you are a Jewess. Is that correct? <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Let's see. What is there to know? My Hebrew name is Yosefa. Um, my nice. bat mitzvah theme was the Emmys because I watch a lot of TV and my name is Emily. Oh. And um, all of the tables were like shows and uh, my table was obviously the Gilmore Girls. And nice. I do believe looking back, there was a Cosby show table. Mm. And now, oh, if I could turn back time. I would have um, wanted to sit at the Bones table. Bones. I want to sit at the Bones table. That's what I would. You know, saying. Bones surprisingly did not make the cut, um, which is weird because every thirteen-year-old girl is like, "Oh my god, all I want to do is talk about Bones," um, and that's kind of it. I mean, listen, boys, I get away with doing the bare minimum. I haven't been to Temple in whew, a little while, oh, so I mean, I'm really we, we, I'm, we're doing a podcast. So I mean, it's. 
A lot of people who really believe in this stuff do do podcasts. They're out there. They're yeah. they're, they're making themselves known. I guess I'm just saying no. And the it. audio is grainy, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened yeah, to it. Wow. The dustier the audio, the more it's just bouncing <laughs> off the acoustics are just bouncing off the walls of an old sanctuary. That's right. They're I like, like how no matter who is doing what research or what weird path they're going down, we all end up somewhere that we don't want to be. <laughs> like <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? how it works out like that whether it's angel fired uh uh, websites or or just the basement of of a shul somewhere oh actually uh emily do you think there's maybe something you could have done that got you uh the you know the wrath of the divine lord i mean i know we're not talking about the divine lord today that's right but just remember that he's always around and always on true he's the he's the fifth guest on the podcast yeah we, we sometimes talk about what we did or you know that might have gotten us smited in the in the old times or something or or sometime you got smited recently that maybe means you did something wrong ah i'll tell you what i don't know if you've ever had a brazilian bikini wax but when the wax to my knowledge (laughs) oof then boy ride that high for as long as you can because when the wax gets stuck and does not want to come off your body you think to yourself oh this is for being a gossip this is because <laughs> I like I like to talk a little shit and I don't like to get hit. And, you know, I'm a little bit sneaky about it because I don't like confrontation. And and God looked at me and said, you sneaky little bitch. You think you're going to get away with chit chat? No. Wow. God and, famously um, hates chit chat. Not a chit chat. If there's one thing I've learned from listening to Smite Me, it's that God can't fucking hang. And no offense, big no. girl. And hey. um that was just today. Oh my god! I was gonna say that I I like that you've you really know what to zero in on. Like you're trying to work on your gossiping because I feel like I might have gone with the logic of like maybe God doesn't like the whole wax situation, but he just Absolutely. doesn't like when you run your mouth. I mean, were you gossiping at the the bikini wax place? Because that seems like a pretty good place to hear who's. Who's who's no, that's the thing. We weren't even gossiping, like, we were just kind of. Do you talk to the person who's doing the big rip rip? Because I have to say, I have like an insatiable desire to make small talk at all times. Like, you could be just like amputating my arm in the Civil War and be like, Manassas, isn't it beautiful? I'd be like, How long you been at this? Yeah, um, which is what I asked her while she was near my literal butthole today. And yeah, we we chatted. I I made the mistake of like not opening my legs wide enough, and she was like, "Come on, girl, just bust it open for me." And I was oh. like, ah! <laughs> "Wow, yeah, I think they have to be a little bit fun." <laughs> well, because you otherwise you're going to spend the entire session trying to pretend that the entire yeah. session isn't happening, right? Like we we're all there's an intimacy going on. It's like an exit interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've wow. never had one. That's totally. Oh, your time will come. I think it's sort of like how Jews kind of find like humor through tragedy. She was sort mm-hmm. of like, I need to, I need to find the levity in this if I'm going to get through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt much the same because it hurt. Dang. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but also, you know, secrets. Congrats. Don't tell, don't tell secrets. <laughs> wow. I just thought That's about it too, realistic. and uh, I'm playing all my cards right if I never have to do a fucking exit interview in my entire life. I'll just walk out. Yeah, I, I'm not going to 
You don't have to do an exit interview. Yeah. It's like a job interview for quitting. It's fucked it's up. It's fucked up. Yeah. California's at will, baby. You can just go like, no thanks, I don't work here anymore. See ya. Um, did anyone else have anything they got smoted for? Um, there's like news in the news. Yeah, Sally but... Rooney got smited for not wanting to have her book translated oh, okay. by some publishing company. You know what? Company. If we're going to do it, let's do it. We have a segment called Jews in the News. You have to break the news. What Jews? It's news. Including Jews. Jews in the News. Yeah! <laughs> So, you I like, don't know. You like Look, how I trans <laughs> I transitioned into that Ioni? Yeah, that was that was fucking sick. Yeah, I mean I'm going through the smite me mail bag right now and I mean you guys are going crazy over Sally Rooney. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just like she didn't want to work with some um Israeli publishing house that like works with the fucking IDF and then people were like she's not having her book translated into Hebrew which is like who's the guy first of all who's the guy who only speaks Hebrew and needs <laughs> needs to read the new Sally Rooney novel <laughs> yeah right he needs to read normal people and find out what happens with Connell or whatever <laughs> the fuck like it's, it's not to- enough to just watch the show it- I guess not. I mean, also, I'm just imagining every person who only speaks Hebrew and like Sally Rooney calls her Sally Rooney. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, but it's like... Normal people. It's just funny. It's like, yeah, man, Sally Rooney is keeping you from these stories with the language barrier. She's like doing the Tower of Babel thing at you where you'll, you can now you can only pick up a Sally Rooney book and just wonder what all the little squiggles mean. <laughs> Wow. Ah, so well put. So succinctly put. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have, could, wouldn't have had it any other way. Shall we get into our fucking big foreheaded dumb idiot Billy Crystal? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, just in case anyone had any questions. Oh, yeah, yeah we should clarify that. We haven't said yet. Probably the title of the episode, but uh, oh, right. Billy Crystal's the uh, the, act, uh, the actor we went with. You remember yeah. him. But that kind of – now there's a moment on the podcast, if you're listening at home, where Ayani comes in hot with big forehead and you're like, who is it? You're wondering. <laughs> you, you had like a second to think about it. If you guessed Bill Crystal, good, great, great job. job. Billy Crystal. Excuse I, me. Bill Crystal, I believe, is a politician. Yeah, Bill Crystal yeah. is the fucking Lincoln Project guy. Oh, true. <laughs> I think I heard about Billy Crystal from The Fairly Odd Parents. Did you, any of you guys have that? I think I became aware of who he was because he is the man behind Mike Wazowski. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we can let uh... and every Mike Wazowski is a great man. Um, yes, you want to hand it over to to Emily here? Yeah, we'll hand it over to the pop culture experts on this one. Um, yeah, could you? Who the fuck is this guy? All right, so I know you guys all have a lot of questions about William Edward Crystal, who is seventy three years old. Um, the rule on but would you kiss? Of course, is that the man has to be over fifty. And really, that ups the stakes, we feel. <laughs> so I'm just going to give you a quick little reminder what you all know him from. And so we know him from, from approximately one season of SNL. We, of course, know him from The Princess Bride. Uh, we've got Analyze This and Its Younger Brother. Analyze That. We've got City Slickers. We've got When Harry Met Sally. Ooh. And, of course, we've got Monsters Incorporated. Uh- so... 
My, my friend from uh, school's mom is like a pretty high up. Not going to say any names because I'm sure they do not want to be associated with me. Judy in any sort Pixar. Of way. Um, but <laughs> they, uh, she, she's uh, his mom is a very high up producer and has been with Pixar since like the very, very, very beginning. And I remember as a kid them being stoked about like Billy Crystal's in this one. This is <laughs> you'll never believe we got Billy Crystal. He's going to play a, a one-eyed green man. <laughs> it's going to change everything. Um, so. And everyone's like, actually, that makes the most sense anything has ever made. Yeah, it was dead on. So my question for you, boys. Um, my question for you is, what is your favorite Billy Crystal movie? I like a lot of the ones he's not in. <laughs> 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 God damn it, I <laughs> The negative space of Billy Crystal. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I've only seen two Monsters, Inc. in Harry Met Sally, and uh, I feel like when Harry Met Sally's pretty good. I rewatched it last night. I was I was charmed. All right. That's a good answer. I'm going to go with Monsters, Inc., the one we already brought up. Um, yeah, it's the most fun. It's the one where he, like, you hear his voice. And which is great, and he works. It works great with Mike Wazowski, and you don't have to like see him or like think about Billy Crystal as an as an entity, as an ego. You can kind of really fully dissociate it and split it up. It's also that he probably didn't write all of his lines, and that might be why he's a little bit more. Um, how do you how do you say tolerable? Yeah, Le- less himself. Less himself. Yeah. Um, sure. You can you can kind of pretend it's a different man altogether. Yeah, yeah he's like a marionette. Also, Monsters Inc. is just a—it's a great movie. They—I uh, mean, you—you you put John. This is a different episode, but you put John Goodman in anything, and you pretty oh. much got a hit on your hands. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay. I would kiss John Goodman. I'm so glad you said it because I would do. Mainly to feel Tell his me meaty hand on my head. Yeah, and, and that thing is an oven mitt. I think you just also get some of his like uh, bassoon voice. <laughs> Baritone, that's the word I'm thinking of. And for the record, Sully Ooh. and Mike Wazowski, I would kiss both of them. Bassoon voice. <laughs> I feel like Mike Wazowski is probably um, a fellow Kinsey one. I wouldn't one. be able to choose. And a fellow what? A Kinsey one. What's that? That's when like you're like a little bit gay. It's like the scale. <laughs> I feel like me and Mike Wazowski would make out. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but... I'm... Someone just has a scale. I for think it? you guys would look nice together. Huh. Me and Mike Wazowski. You've never heard of the Kinsey scale? No. Oh, dog! Google it. It's kind Do of pretty. Do images if you're feeling bold. It's pretty simple. It's just like, yeah, you know. Um, how, how? There you go. How gay are you? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. And yeah, Mike Wazowski is charming and cute, and I, he's in a he's in like a. In the movie, he's kind of in a fun relationship where he's, like, kind of dating out of his league a little bit. But, like, and she has the, like, snake hair. But, like, you know, you know he's doing he's doing good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. who the hell is this Let's guy? not really get to – I super don't want to think about, like, Mike Wazowski with a boner. So let's just, like, keep the whole thing moving. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, that's what our favorites in in deeply loose quotes are. And what did everybody pick to watch that they were unfamiliar with? So I watched City Slickers, which I had seen as a a child. So, like, at a point where it's like, I think it was just one of those things. It was like at an age where you could have put 
anything on and as long as it wasn't like incredibly gory or whatever it'd be like i'm a child i'm entertained my brain is processing zero of this anyways when i was like yeah so it was just like i i if you had asked me two days ago what city slickers was about i wouldn't have been able to tell you i would have been like i guess there's horses in it i don't know like um so I, I watched that one that was interesting that one was written by him so we can we'll, oh. we'll have some fun talking extra about extra revealing one. Oh, fantastic. We love a narcissism project. Oh, I watched um, an even narcissismer project, which was his 2014 uh, like solo Broadway show, 700 Sundays, um, which tells the life story of a small Jewish boy named William Crystal growing up on Long Island, um, processing the premature death of his father. Um, it's about two hours... <laughs> It's two hours. It's two hours. It's a, it's a hot hour fifty-eight. Wow! It's pre- it's a prestige length, and oh, yeah. that's an hour thirty-two long. Yeah, yeah, right. And so he's just talking about like baseball and fucking brisket and. Did like, anything interesting happen to him? Um, I mean, his dad died pretty young. That's. A hundred yeah, years ago, that's not an let's, interesting. Let's fact. keep it moving. <laughs> let's keep it moving on yeah. that. Uh huh. Um. I mean, that's sad, but, you know. Yeah, he loves right, his well, parents so, very much. <laughs> yeah, Narc. <laughs> it was sort of, it, it was kind of a, a pretty unremarkable, It's and we're going to get into that in, like, personal life and stuff, but it was it seemed like a pretty unremarkable, aside from this relationship he had with his father, it didn't really seem like there was all that much that he needed to, like, get down on paper, but uh, nevertheless, he persisted. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and John... Um, I didn't, I, I guess I just, I watched several of his, um, Oscar, um, monologues. Okay. And tell me your thoughts. Um, I mean, I turned it on and I was like, yeah, this sure is, um, a bunch of people like, this is sure is him singing a song about Titanic and then like going out and like sitting in Jack Nicholson's lap and like making some joke about how like they never see each other because Jack Nicholson's a Laker fan and he's a Clipper fan. Like just... Hmm. These people all need some some, some form milk. of re-education. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about I'm not going to repeat what I said to you guys, but it's a little infuriating to see any of it. To watch the – oh, yeah. To watch the Oscars without the context – I mean even with the context, but without the context of just like – just kind of like dry, stale, like watching a Oscar video on YouTube, it's just like – it was so grim. Something it's, about it was so upsetting. Did you watch did you watch them too? I watched a bunch of them and I don't think I got all the way through a single one. No, because he's singing the plot of a movie that I didn't see, so it's like well, what you are you fucking talking it. about, man? <laughs> yeah, and there was one like he made a fat joke at Jonah Hill when he did it yep, in two thousand twelve. Yep, and then like in two thousand four he did he talked about Scarlett Johansson's ass, and it's just sort of like, fella, they're giving you such an opportunity. You're such a tiny man. It's not like you're very hot. Like, they're handing this to you, and you're coming out here, and you're just kind of pissing on it a little bit. I was very mad. Oh, I mean, I don't mind that. If anything, like, pissing on the Oscars is good. I just think that, like, yeah, all that shit's really gross. And, like, I don't know. The one we watched, we watched, like, from his first um, appearance in 1990, and there's, like, some shitty joke where he's, he's like, uh... It's like, who would have thought, like, the Berlin Wall went down and then everyone claps? And he's like, Nelson Mandela is released from prison and everyone claps. And, and then he's like, and Helen, or fucking, 
Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep didn't wasn't nominated for any Oscars, and then everyone's like, "Oh, oh baby, edgy." <laughs> I feel like his sense of humor is better, or he has the sense of humor of someone who might be considered funny in person. Yeah, but yeah, when you're cons- oh, I'm sure he's very funny. In <laughs> yeah, person. but when you're consuming it as like a, a finished artistic product, you're like him. I dare say he would probably be pretty fun to talk to. At, yeah. at two beers in to, at the bar, you I, know. Honestly, I would have two beers with Billy Crystal, <laughs> where he's like telling you some fun stories about growing up in New York. And uh-huh. shit I think with that all would be people. fascinating. Yeah, I think, yeah, and he would probably say some stuff that would make you laugh really hard, and then he just is doing that on camera, and that's awful yeah when someone's built up as the pinnacle of comedy it's like okay this guy 12th head over and here he knows oh. it he knows <laughs> it too he walks around and he like smiles at you like he's doing you a favor like i watch some of these old interview clips and he's like he's being so gracious to jimmy fallon like he's like don't worry kid like i gotcha you know it's just sort of like well, I, a, I do think i don't like that i do think people should condescend to jimmy fallon as a matter of <laughs> well every- Jimmy Fallon shouldn't be on TV. That he should never have been given that opportunity. Okay. Wow. Well. Anyway. So as as you can tell, we all love Billy Crystal, um, because he had such an Absolutely. amazing career and did so many things and earned every inch of his success. So let me tell you some stuff about his career because I want to get your thoughts. Because now, as we all know, this man has had a very successful career. And when you look at it from the outside, you think, of course, because he's he's, you know, charming and he's little. Everybody loves it. And he's funny. But now that I've watched all of these clips, I don't get it. I was surprised that you have here that he won a Mark Twain prize, which is like the highest honor in American humor, where I'm like, you're not like one of the funniest people ever. Yeah. So he. um they give one out every year. It just really struck me how unfunny the whole thing was. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, I mean, even putting Billy Crystal aside, what is less funny than a humor award ceremony? Yeah. Like, could you strip the humor away any <laughs> yeah. further? Right. And like, make it laughter more is clinical? like an instant award. It's just like you have a lot of it or you don't. Kind of like the institution of edgy politics. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You can't have those things together. Also, Mark Twain, like, that implies that the person you're giving to is some sort of brilliant writer. Like, is he a writer or is he, like, just a little, a little clown? I don't know how much (laughs) I I laugh at Mark Twain. I chuckle sometimes. He has some fun quips about San Francisco, the city of my birth. I appreciate that. How funny is the man? We'll get to this later, but both Mark Twain and uh, Billy Crystal... um, have some race stuff going on. I, oh, you don't say. I was very surprised. Well, it's just because this is what I'm, I'm going to talk about this later when I when I talk about his wife. But I have found in my research that when a man in Hollywood marries someone either famous or not very early on in his career before he's famous, usually he stays married. He minds his fucking business, keeps his mouth shut. And he has followed all those rules. He stays out of like the bad spotlight. There haven't been any like cheating allegations or, you know, drugs as far as we can tell. And then, you know, he's been giving every, every opportunity to just keep coasting. And then he does some shit with the, you know, and he, he does like he had some gay sex comments that weren't so great. And it's just like, Billy, they're making it so easy for you, babe. Yeah, right. He had the, 
Yeah. He's yeah. actually one of those few people who's in a position where he could be within the media spotlight and still also completely under the radar. Right? Yeah. I'm just trying to think of what he said. <laughs> okay. Well, regardless, people love to give this man things. He has six Emmy Awards. He has 21 nominations. He's got a Tony Award for Josh's favorite piece, 700 Sundays. He's got mm. the Mark Twain Prize. Um, he's host. Now, these aren't awards he has. He's hosted the Grammys three times, and he's hosted the Oscars nine times he's hosted the oscars as many times as 50 cent has been shot with a gun i feel like <laughs> all of billy just i'm saying. always all of, saying that all of billy crystal's music opinions would be like and this one makes me feel like <laughs> well because i think because his dad was like a, a jazz producer and so when they lived in New York, it's I read like Billie Holiday used to come babysit him, you know, and there was all this good music in their house. And then it's like this fucking guy. Yeah, which I'm jealous of. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't, didn't serve him in any way. No, and I, uh, this fucking guy. I don't even know what to say about this fucking guy. <laughs> That's always mm-hmm. a really interesting fact in someone's biography when they're like, I grew up around, around a lot of music. It's like, cool, dude. Glad you, <laughs> glad you wrote this bad boy out. It's like saying, Put it I, into I words. love to laugh. Thank you so much, Billy. Um, mm-hmm. So he, of course, of course, straight white Jewish man in comedy gets his start doing improv in New York City. I mean, mm. it's law. Um, and he picked up a little steam. He started doing some spots. He did late night. He did like some game shows where he was a contestant and got to do his little haha routines. And then his first big break came in 1977 when he starred in the TV show Soap as one of the first unambiguously gay characters on American TV. So really, Have I had never heard of Soap. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Is it like Soap isn't like a soap opera? Like, is that the joke of the title? It kind of sounds like it. Yeah, it's like supposed to be, it was a comedy, but it was mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, sort of satirical soap opera. Oh. What if it was one of these things, but it wasn't one of those things? It actually actually seems like it's a big part of uh, uh, Billy Crystal's career. Well, so actually, if you're smart and you think about it, it's actually really cool. Wait, so he played a gay man. <laughs> he played a gay man. And how did he handle that assignment, I'm wondering? I kind of wish we had pulled up some of those clips, because, wow, I... So like, did he do a voice? Did he wear he a little didn't, outfit? I will, I will say to his credit, he didn't do a voice. There was no sort of like hand in the air. You know, there was no sort of was he didn't that really... even part of the cultural like idea of what gayness was yet. I yeah, feel like 70s. the voice has always been that. I just don't, I don't know. I feel like people have been doing <laughs> yeah. the voice to dehumanize gay people since like medieval times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Just used to be in a British I accent. I won't disagree with yeah. you. No, it's yeah. I don't okay. know enough about medieval times to disagree. But that's good that he didn't do any like limp wrist action. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, Not it, that it, I would expect him to have particularly strong wrists to begin with, but I don't think he has he particularly strong anything. Except but, for um, water repellent skin. He looks like he's made out of <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's made out of Gore-Tex. Uh, the man is waterproof. It's hydrophobic yeah. even. <laughs> very, the shit I, that, like, I'm a hydrophobe. Yeah, it'll like yes. <laughs> the little beads of water will like <laughs> s- like run and like slide off. They his roll skin. down his forehead for like five minutes, and then it reaches his nose. Well, because the oh. hair he has the kind of hair that first of all it looks like he always is wearing a kippa. Like 
you you like look at him yeah. dead on and it just looks like he's got a little a little yarmulke on back there. Yeah, he's got a little extra in the back. And the hair itself looks like it's like if it gets wet, it's just going to stay. Mm-hmm. So you got to get it just there like I I don't know what he's putting in there, but dense. it's that's dense. That's a thicket. So then after soap, we come to the Princess Bride. And of course, the Princess Bride is what most people know him from. Kind of everybody, I think, watched the Princess Bride when they were little. And um, he was Miracle. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. He was Miracle Max. Uh, Of course, he yells the famous line, have fun storming the castle, which he ad-libbed, which uh, film... That's... I've had That's great. three three different guys have told me that on dates. That did you know that that uh-huh. line was actually ad lib? <laughs> I'm gonna wow. just put a little fact out there too for anyone who wants to agree with me or be uh, enraged by it. Movie facts are terrible. <laughs> they nobody wants to fucking hear them, especially on the meeting someone and being like, "Oh, what are like some things that I could learn about this other person? Maybe I might be interested in ever." Don't talk about a fucking movie fact. Except for the one about Master of Disguise and the turtle scene in the September 11th attacks. <laughs> That's the only interesting one. Do you know about that? I don't know about this. Do you know do you know Master of Disguise the Dana Carvey movie? Oh my god, wait, I do know about this. They filmed the, that scene on that day. Yeah, they were filming Turtle 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 and then someone came in and was like, "I have some very uh, heavy news." And then they finished filming the turtle scene because Dana Curry's a fucking professional. <laughs> and the that show is must go haunting. on. Because for years that was like my favorite scene in any movie. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to go to therapy about this. Well, it's got that nice dose of tragedy that really makes art come to life. I think that's why it resonated so deeply. Yeah, I was like, there's more than this. You were picking up on the situational irony. Shit, I mean, if there's one guy that's going to get you through 9-11, it's Dana Carvey. That's right. He was the hero. He wasn't the hero we deserved. He and Rudy Giuliani Uh, were the real heroes. (laughs) Um, Whoa. Rudy. Rudy. Anyway, um, sorry to derail us. But in general, yeah, don't share movie facts on dates. No, it's pretty... Or just boys aren't allowed to anymore. Yeah, we kind of... uh, We wore that one out. I I think that's fair. Yeah, you know what? Next next time. Don't, like, tell her movie facts. Just take out your phone and start playing Fight Club and just kind of hold it in front of her face. (laughs) And when she looks away, be like, do you want me to go back? You you missed that part. Do you want me to go back? (laughs) There's a 10-second rewind. Do you want me to hit it? Yeah. Did you hear what he said there? That's going to be important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pay, pay really close attention. This movie has a lot of subtleties. Um, okay, yes. Yeah, so The Princess Bride, uh, and that was the first time that he and Rob Reiner worked together, which is, I'm sorry, the second time they did This Is Final Tap first. And we, of course, love Rob Reiner. And he said to um, Billy, how would you like to play Mel Brooks? And Billy, the Jew, of course, was like, sign me up. Baby, this is it. I this like is thinking what of him as Billy to. the Jew. It's like Billy the Kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we saw, we we loved Princess Bride, didn't we, folks? We saw it and we loved it. And then right uh, right after that, he did When Harry Met Sally, which was his first Golden Globe nom. And then he followed that immediately by City Slickers, which is his second Golden Globe nom. Now, I think this would be a good time to talk about both of those films. Um, have you guys all seen... 
when H met S? Yeah. Kind of similar situation where I it was played in front of me as a way of keeping me from speaking when I was a child. As a way of dividing the working class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, I saw it like a few years ago for the first time on a plane. It, you saw it a few years ago for the first time on a plane. Yeah, man, I hadn't seen it within the last decade. Within the last, yeah, within I'm the last just five years. That that's the movie they're playing on the plane. No, it wasn't. That it was. You get a selection of movies, oh, and I was like, like yeah. I've never seen When Harry Met Sally. I might as I might have to talk about it on a podcast someday. It was honestly, <laughs> I mean, is it not Whoa. just a movie about a man wearing a woman down? Is that <laughs> that's kind of my memory of it? Is no. that not what it's about? A little no. bit. A little I bit. I mean, but wouldn't you say that she is also invested? Yeah, but it's because they wrote her that way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that's a whole other conversation oh about reality. How do we know how she really feels? No, I guess the beginning feels like a lot of him being like, come on, come on. Oh, I'm yeah, charming. gross. So, yeah, in that way, it's kind of a movie about. All right, I'll give you that. I agree with that. He's He's gross in the beginning. I don't know. Do you have any more synopsis for us? Or you just, like, yeah, thoughts? sure. <clears throat> um, well, so for people who haven't seen it, the plot structure is kind of an interesting one. starts with two people, Harry and Sally. They're strangers. They're on a long drive across the country. They meet. They have sexual tension, uh, but they don't end up hooking up. Harry's, like, really in your face, and Sally's like, could you just chill out? Like, you're going out with one of my friends. Like, this is just horrible. Like, no, thank you. Um, and then the big kind of thesis of the movie is Harry's like, you know, uh, I, I don't think I could ever be friends with you because I'm too attracted to you. And like two people who are friends, you know, they can never be friends if there is if if one of them wants to have sex with the other one. It just would never work out. And then they just kind of keep periodically meeting each other every few years until they realize that maybe they're into each other. You know, they have complications, misconnections. Until they finally figure it the hell out. And so I had seen this movie once. I had this weird thing in my childhood where I've missed almost all of the classics in almost every medium in terms of music, television, books, whatever. I don't really know what I was doing. I was like kicking a soccer ball in the backyard or something. Um, so recently, uh, Lana, my girlfriend, was saying, like, you should probably just see at least a few romantic comedies at some point in your life. Um, so we watched this and I was like, thought it was cute. I, you know, got my swoon on, etc. This time I was going back and watching it with the lens of, but, but would you kiss? I mean, I was there on a mission. I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate your diligence. And I have to say, I surprisingly found myself at moments being like, oh, I kind of get why there was a brief moment where Billy Crystal was considered like a sex, sexy guy. There are a couple moments in this, like he's unpacking his car and he's like wearing a hoodie and he's holding his bags, including just holding a wooden baseball bat in his hand. And then he kind of just like swaggers off into Washington. No destination in mind. Just off into the middle of the park. He's like a cool guy with a baseball bat. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of all right. (laughs) Your mind is fascinating to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're hosting a podcast (laughs) together. Why did it, does that not just turn you on? None of that strikes me as remotely interesting. <laughs> no, hey, Joshua, it, it's kind of sneaky. Like you, I'm looking at you virtually. You're dead on. You're. I'm dead, dead on, Ayani. I just maybe I'm... about the sexual attraction to. Yes, I don't well, know what it I is about like... that fucking bat. The bat's kind of hot. The bat's hot. It's a hot bat. You know what? Because you, you, it means that maybe he would fuck someone up in like a fit of road rage, kind of sexy. <laughs> Could be. Could be that. Could be. Maybe it's just because I, I I see this as we're going through uh a lot of um 
a lot of like the media that he's been involved with. And I did watch this movie, City Slickers, which um, in some ways is also about baseball. And like baseball, it seems to be an, a, a huge factor. Of- the man he fucking loves. loves baseball. He loves. Um, he went to college. He's to too baseball. little to play. Oh, he needed to play <laughs> yeah. in college. In That's West my Virginia. boy with that info. Um. His dad taught him how to hit the curveball in the snow in New York, according to the Broadway show. <laughs> and then he show. dropped dead next <laughs> second. <laughs> he died of a worn-out arm. And that's how the show ends, actually. That's the finale. <laughs> it's like a... Bah, bah, and then it just comes it's over. Yeah. He's like, and yeah. I never got over it. Still struggle with it to this day. <laughs> yeah. Baseball, like, yeah, the game of grief. Yeah. yeah. Every time I see a home run uh, hit, I cry and I Take cry me out to the ball game is my mourner's cottage. It's, <laughs> um, yeah. No, so, well, wait, wait, I feel like, sorry, I feel like there are only a couple more Harry Met Sally Okay, yeah, moments. go ahead, go ahead. It's I don't want to bring wanna, up the baseball bat. I don't want to breeze through. When H met S. I, I, Honestly, I feel like the peak of Billy Crystal. Dude, I'm honestly a little upset with you guys for choosing Billy Crystal because of course I was going to watch when Harry met Sally and I just uh, didn't realize how strongly that was going to catapult my ass into yearning hours the other night. And I full on cried when I watched this Uh movie, I nearly texted an ex. You guys are absolute harbingers of chaos. I mean, his tight little, his tight little ass in those blue jeans when he's getting his shit out of the car, his little fish lips. I mean, (laughs) when she slaps him across the face, I was like, oh my Mm -hmm. god. I had the time. I, couple... I would slap Billy Crystal across the face. <laughs> if, we're, if we're talking about that, he has a couple kisses in the movie. There's a, there's some little just just like a little Tom Brady style, and then there's like some full on <laughs> some some big old smackers. Um, and I would say nothing to complain about there. Like it seems like nothing gross. Hold on to that though, because I want to oh, I want to come back to that at the very end when it when it really counts. So sorry, keep yeah, that I, in I your did, heart. I did an unauthorized leak. That's okay. Um, Can we talk about I'll have what she's having because I kind of think it's, it's oh yeah not that's that funny. that's part of the that's part of the conversation. Well, I have a question for Ayani actually. So if that is a movie that you were put in front of when you were little just to shut you up, uh, how did anyone deal with that scene? Did you have questions? What's up, Doug? I don't think it. Number one, I don't think it was my parents who put me in front of that movie. I think it was just like i don't at some point i know i've seen it but again it's similar so i don't think anything registered you know what i mean it's just like like i yeah i don't know seven yeah there's not enough old me there's like there's not enough context to be like now i know what an orgasm is i fully Uh, women are faking it i'm 10 (laughs) yeah (laughs) that wasn't like a sexual awakening or anything i wasn't like oh you know what really kind of Gets my gears going is something going down in the diner. Like, wow, I'm in search yeah. of genuine so, mutual pleasure. To now. find out yeah. that women yeah. fake it sometimes before you even find out that the tooth fairy is fake is <laughs> is a wow. lot. Kids today, you know. <laughs> a I learned lot about to deal faking with. an orgasm from Seinfeld before I even learned what an orgasm was. So, wow, it can happen. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't imagine. I think similarly, like, I I don't know what age it would have been. I also have a not very good recollection of my childhood because I just I forget stuff. I don't have a very good recollection of last week either. Um, so you don't have very good recollections. No, I don't. I can remember nothing. Okay. <laughs> wow. Eternal sunshine. Yeah. 
basically. Nice. That movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that feels like my life sometimes. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, I think I don't think it, like it's this weird thing that I think also really made me uh realize just watching over it how like TV and movies and stuff that would play movies that would play over like network television or whatever between ads and whatever like we were never a huge TV family, but that was such part of the culture of like the 90s that like I've seen images and like either parts or entire stuff of like films from that decade or whatever. And they don't really have any meaning other than the fact that they're like tiny images that have been stored in my brain. Mm-hmm. They were there. Yeah. Where it's like that's which is different from like how we interact with like media today. So I do think while we're doing it, it's been kind of interesting to be like. Oh, part of why Billy Crystal is was like viewed as like so amazing and all of that was also because like everybody knew who he was, but also because there were only so many things that were happening in mainstream television culture that like you couldn't not know who Billy Crystal right. was. Right. He was just like on TV a lot. Yeah. So he was just around. So like you're like, Oh yeah, he's the funniest fucking thing that's ever happened because I've never seen something funny before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I'll say about when Harry met Sally is, I mean, you could argue that now, given what's going on in Israel, that might be the peak of d- Jewish power of a certain kind. But I think, what? <laughs> no, okay, maybe I won't lead into Israel. Like that. My butthole was like, "What's he yeah. gonna do?" No, oh, I mean, I'm not. I don't like it. I'm just saying. But I feel like the um, the era in which when Harry met Sally came out seems to be some sort of like cultural high watermark for like the self-created mythos of like the cool new york jewish hot guy nerd because you had like woody allen was still un unproblematic at least to the mainstream america jerry seinfeld would follow shortly after and they're all just like problematic because he adopted a kid <laughs> yeah, little did he know. And then some. No good um, deed goes unpunished, I guess. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. That's uh, yeah. That's usually not what they're screening for at the adoption agencies either. Yeah, yeah. Um but anyway, like just the idea that like the coolest cultural male archetype for a while was like some New York Jew who like wears Levi's and is like, "Isn't New York City amazing? The Yankees, jazz." Giving speeches to women, like... And you're gonna tell me that's not a Rothschild plant? <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> what? Uh, so anyway, I just feel like Billy Crystal really rode that wave at a great time. Like, it, it's not gonna happen again. Uh, he was he was there. His name is on the wall. He um, made it. And, you know, he, he did it well at that time. I think his success was a vehicle of the success of the like people around him like the Nora Ephron and Meg Ryan success mm-hmm. and you know the then the various like the success of being in a Disney movie and who else was in City Slickers Daniel Stern people like him and yeah. whoever the third guy is I don't know but it seems like the people around him were doing good stuff and he got involved and everybody was like lift him up in prayer yeah. this is our guy <laughs> the man has great timing I mean, uh, it, at the very least, it's it's maybe you could take if you want to take something positive from his career. It's that like if you work with cool people and make sure that you do your best with the stuff that they need you for, they'll also help you out. Um, team player. Actually, you know what? Fair enough. I'll bet you Billy Crystal is a team player. But I bet I bet it it kills him a little bit. You know what? I bet yeah. there's that little <laughs> part of him that's like I'm Billy fucking Crystal. I shouldn't have to do this. 
Yeah. How much of his success do you think is attributable to his like weird little name? Oh, it's very uh, easy. I to think say. that's a non. It's so easy to say that there's a politician who has the same name. It's a Bill Crystal. Um, I don't know. I just it's a memorable name. Yeah. He's a little guy. He's a little. He's got the funny voice. People love a little fellow with a with a voice. It's just you know he got lucky. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's when Harry met Sally. I kind of see as I sorry see. Sorry to sorry to like to run this back, but I kind of do. There's like something to the Israel uh, comparison because he's like, yeah, come on, I'm just a little guy. I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a little small bean. <laughs> yeah, he too is only about the size of New Jersey. Do you think Benjamin Netanyahu <laughs> likes <laughs> likes Billy Crystal? No, I do not get he dancing around. <laughs> Act like a man, please. <laughs> yeah, Netanyahu's kind of one of those more like uh-huh. severe Jewish people. He doesn't. Netanyahu doesn't talk like that, by the way. He talks like he's from Philadelphia because he is. Um, I was just doing an impression of a different Israeli guy. On the other ones. Um, all right, you guys want to talk about City Slickers? This movie yeah, I watched. Let's, that, let's um, get slick. So, man, is it a fucking – it is a a treasure of the 90s, you could say. I say treasure very sarcastically. The premise of this movie is three mediocre white men realize that they're mediocre and they have a certain amount of resources. So they're able to channel their mediocrity into going to different places and taking risks with their lives. Um <laughs> What what else? So they basically this time Billy Crystal plays someone who vaguely hates his wife uh, and life overall, and they go on a uh, a paid vacation where they work as laborers, essentially driving cattle from fucking Colorado to some other fucking place. Who gives a shit? The the level of like. I guess maybe in the 90s, the amount of wealth these people have probably seemed more attainable and for, like, the average white American and stuff. But, like, the entire scenery around them is just, like, how much fucking money do you make? $200 fucking thousand dollars a year? Yeah, he's the, also, like, the fuck characters? you, Rich, yeah. and Harry Met Sally, too. Just, like, in a casual way. Like, everyone Bad in that film partner. is, like, wearing, like, all Cartier, whatever, just because they're, like, it's the, you know, it's, like, Wall Street. Everyone's doing great. So... There's a couple things about this movie that are are worth noting. I think, number one, a huge crux of the humor and premise is derived out of the fact that these – that the three white guys who are our protagonists are either afraid of or hate their significant others in some pretty profound way. Oh, that shit's always so funny. Oh, I fucking love that shit. Oh, that shit's so funny. It is, like, very (laughs) pinnacle, like, boomer, I hate my wife Uh humor. Um. Which is, like, it's kind of weird to see, like, younger people just being, like, isn't that fun? Like, they're not young in the movie, but they're, like, Mm -hmm. not at an age where you would – like, they don't even seem like they're at an age where they they could have enough time to hate their wives yet. Wait, so it's it's, – They haven't even earned it. It's it's, uh – it's Billy Crystal and these other guys, like, getting away from their wives for the weekend? Partially, yeah. So is there – are there any cut, like – Scenes where it cuts back to New York and Billy Crystal's wife is having her first satisfying sexual experience. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that movie – the movie is not so self-aware. Um, it doesn't even bother with the wives really once they're out in the No, world. not at all. Oh, nice. The, the wives are plot-wise and how the movie treats them. They are obstacles to be overcome. Just um, breathy like, I didn't, I didn't know a body could do that. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, one of the characters legit has a like screaming match and whatever, and says the bizarre line, which is, "If hate were, uh, oh, if hate were people, I would be China." God <laughs> damn! What? Wow, that's like saying you hate someone times a, a billion. Oh my god! If that's hate so were clunky. people, I would be China. Yeah, it's, the whole movie is remarkably clunky. Every that's time so... Billy Crystal makes does a bit. He might as well mug the camera and go, I'm about to do a bit, um, which is it's it's almost jarring to watch because you're like, I thought, you know, like the people who are in fucking Marvel movies have like a better sense of comedic timing, honestly, probably because they can afford to take millions and millions of takes. But even so, the editors at the least like know which take to take. And fucking present to the fucking wide audience. It's fucking. But also, it's the fact. It's the fact that he wrote the movie too. So he, yeah. when he's like excited about a line he wrote, he's like, "I gotta really hand this one up. I gotta make eye contact with the camera." Yeah, there is a hilarious line his wife says when he's having a like tender moment of vulnerability, where he's like, "I think I need to figure out what's going on with my life uh, before I can move on." And her, he, she's like, "Yeah, go on your." Uh, vacation, find yourself, because she's kind of a cool wife, you know. She's like, I understand, you gotta hang out with the boys. And then he says, what if I don't find myself? And she says, I guess we'll jump off that bridge where we get when we get there. And that's a fun fucking line. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I would bring that one up. Um, okay. Um, Billy wrote that. Billy sat down yeah. and he said, I love this line. It would be so funny if, like, just throughout the movie, like, he's sad and he's like, if being sad was people, I would be China. <laughs> that format really has a lot of mileage. Like, if being blank was, was people, blank. I would be China. The sentence, if being mad was people, you're like, okay, I'm listening. What if being mad was people? <laughs> Why are you so mad? It's people. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? So there's also a point where they're chasing cattle and a character yells it's like chasing a mime and I was just going to throw that to you guys. Is that a cultural oh, touchstone? Oh. It's like chasing a mime? Yeah. What? Oh, because it's okay. like they're black and white? No, I have no idea. I was so confused. Maybe it was a thing in the 90s to shit on mimes. I could see that being a thing. Like, like oh, you go out on the town there's some mime wants your money. I could see that. I feel like mimes did not get a fair shake. In the 90s. Oh, no, I think they've had plenty of time to make their fucking case. In the what does that mean, it. though? <laughs> yeah, Billion. that's bizarre. That sounds like a tick. If being quiet was people, mimes would be shy. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. In that case, they are, if being quiet was a person, is kind of what a mime is. That's, that's true. You know? <laughs> Therefore, um, they're China. Is there any romance in the movie? Or any just yeah, there's, any sexy boy moments? There's some sexy boy. So basically, the whole, a lot of the movie is um, they go on this vacation thing uh, where they drive cattle, which is insane to me that you would ever do that. But um, like as a rich person from New York, that seems whatever the fuck. That's but. like shit is like, but what sustains the Wyoming or that's like. Not, I shouldn't say sustains it, but that's like the economy of Wyoming is like rich guys like looking at cows. It's kind of <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, so basically they meet everyone in the the uh, other tourists basically, which includes uh, two Jewish brothers who are somehow played as super Jewy, even though 
my man Damn. is fucking in the middle <laughs> as the main character, but he's like, I'm not as fucking kikey as those two. Jesus. <laughs> and he's like, let me let everybody know. Oh kind of, God. though. Wow. They, they play them. They're business owners of a fucking ice cream thing, and they're like talking on their like portable phones about stuff during the whole. Th- it's really. Oh, okay, uh, grubbing, grubbing up all the money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there is uh, two token black characters. They are a father and son dentist. Uh, the extent of them to exist is so that the younger black character can go, yeah, we're both dentists. Let's not make a big deal out of it so that Billy Crystal can go, we're not making a big deal out of it. You're making a big deal out of it. That's the end of the bit. All, from, all from the beautiful mind of Billy Crystal. <laughs> Oh my god. What is it? What would be. This I guess is how you rile me up at fucking 1130 at night when I started watching this. I don't know what, what you guys are him? laughing about. This is why he won the Mark Twain prize. Like, I literally don't know what's so funny. <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, wow. True. Mark Twain would have fucking well, loved that it's one. It's like Mark Twain always said. <laughs> he was like, don't make a big deal out of it. <laughs> it's like Twain yeah. always said if being a doctor, if being a dentist is black people, then China is teeth. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> if being a dentist is black people. <laughs> then Wait, so that's China really the whole bit is he meets a black dentist and then he's like, so you're a black dentist and then Yeah, it's a it's a it's <sighs> a so movie weird. in the 90s. So they have three more lines in the rest of the movie. Fantastic. Uh, is the is the punchline there that like who would have thought that black people were dentists? I have no idea what the fuck the punchline is. It's Damn. just like Billy Crystal being like it's Billy Crystal. Look at you. I think you're it's Billy Crystal uncle. trying to be like, yeah. you know, when someone thinks you're racist, but you're not racist, but they think you're racist, but you're right. I'm going to capture that moment and put it in a movie. <laughs> this is my one shot, and I'm going to say what needs to be said. This is their one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. Through Throughout the rest of the movie, uh, there's just a lot of stuff that's like, uh, women do this, and, and men do this, and blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. There is one point where uh, these two ranch hands essentially – okay, there's one woman. You were asking me about the sex name. There's one woman in the whole group because, um, of course, right? Nice. Plays, oh, dude, tell, tell me more. Yeah, she plays uh, possibly a love interest of Billy and Crystal, but Billy Crystal is a man. Is she have what huge tits? She has 90s. 90s breasts. <laughs> what they're does like, that mean? You got some 90s titties? I, I, I don't know. They're like, they're, they're, they're now not... that's a porn category, boys. 90s titties. <laughs> oh my God. The algorithm knows you well. I don't know. They're not like, they're not what, like, there's, there was no Instagram to just like be like, everyone has to have like enormous breasts and also the enormous butt, but also be like, rail thin in the middle it was like that was the idea but we didn't have like versions of that to really see so mm-hmm. it was like this is kind of what that looks like in the 90s mm-hmm. um so billy is, has so a like, bit of a he he strays a little bit with... no he doesn't because he's a good jewish boy mm. um but basically they have like a lot of different moments where they're talking about like men do this women do this Blah, 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 blah. Is there some humor there? Obstensively, because it's a comedy film. Um, <laughs> uh, and then basically what happens is some uh, ranch hands try to basically they assault her by being like, oh, come over here. You got to suck my dick a little bit. Um, Jesus. <laughs> that's, they do not say that. They don't. Um, 
And like, that's not, and then it's like classic nineties. Like everyone is like, Hey, don't do that. And not like, yo dude, I don't think we, this woman is like safe to travel across the fucking desert with. uh, Oh, they don't like throw the guys out of the. No, this old fucking trail dude fucking comes out of nowhere, throws a knife at the guy's balls, but misses on purpose because he has the biggest cock in the room, obviously. And we're supposed to be like, wow, that guy really learned his lesson. He won't try to fucking assault women again because a guy threatened to castrate him. <laughs> if you guys think I'm making any of this up, no, I don't fucking think you're. The movie. I, I don't, don't think you saying... rewrote City Slickers. I'm not accusing you <laughs> well, of any such thing. I don't think thing. also, yeah, that you're like conspiring to just like <laughs> spread misinfo about City Slickers. I'm just amazed because like Harry Met Sally, well written movie. Because because he didn't write it. Fucking yeah, no, Rob I know. Reiner it's it's it, like right? a, well, Nora Ephron. Okay, uh, but kind of like a collab. But um, it's amazing what. Left to his own devices, like the shit he gets up to. Guys, I'm now, real the- confused because I did not. I truly thought he was funnier than this. Like this is all I- news to me. No, we've been strung along. We've been yeah. yeah. No, this is, every, this is the Hopes. biggest conspiracy we've ever covered. <laughs> oh my god, big Hollywood really had us snowed. Also, yeah. I don't want to. So basically, what happens is a lot of people die in this film too, which I think is funny. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Yeah, the fucking a lot of people, like China or <laughs> like a China's amount. How many Chinas? No, so three. The, the total body count at the end of the film is three people: the guy who threatened to cast, castrate the ranch hand, and then two people who I guess were. Um, they were poor, so the movie's not really concerned with how they died because they were people who actually owned the the cattle, um, and were really concerned with the tourists here. So there is no scene where the black people sacrifice themselves, though, which is that's good. Do they ever say "damn" or "oh hell no"? Nah? Because that's I also had some concerns when you mentioned that Billy Crystal. I had feel like tried to cross the color line. Oh, I feel like if they had been allowed to have more than four lines, it probably would have got there. But uh-huh. let's be okay. honest. Come on, this is nineteen ninety one. At the very end of the movie, they talk about baseball a lot, and it's really fucking dumb, and it's a terrible fucking metaphor. Baseball is also one of the worst fucking sports in the history of the world and i realize i'm gonna piss off a lot of people beyond america japan japanese people love baseball so do koreans and guess what they're all fucking wrong um (laughs) i'm still kind of hung up on the fact that he i mean the only black people that he hired to act in this movie was so that he could be like a lot of people say that I don't think there could be a black dentist, <laughs> and I'm just here to say that there totally could be. There's even ones in this movie, but they don't think I could think that there could be a black dentist. But guess what? I told them. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's why the bit exists. What weird race shit, like, what weird <laughs> racial guilt. He definitely ha- just had a black dentist and was surprised totally. by it and then was like, I shouldn't be surprised That's by total, this. That's totally like fucking rich New York 90s. Like, I'm not racist. I have a black dentist. Like. So, the end of the movie is that basically they successfully uh, drive the herd, whatever, who gives a shit. And then he learns in the end that the thing that was most important to him with his family. Um, Yeah, that's the fucking great mind of Billy fucking Crystal. Baseball metaphors, fucking weird casual racism, and fuck it. Oh, I forgot to fucking mention. At the very beginning of the movie, when they're demonstrating why Billy Crystal is unhappy with his life, he goes to his son's bring your dad in for work show and tell day, where they like, or to school, and they're like, oh, you, you know, uh, show us what your parents do for a living and whatever. Job day? 
career day. day. Career day. Career day. day. Yeah. We got there. Yeah. I find, yeah. yeah. Um, I told you I don't remember anything. Um, but most of the scene for like why – we're watching him basically watch another kid's dad tell – the class about what he does right and he's like man i wish i could be more like that guy because his job he just sells ad space for radio for a radio station which and he's off- watching the black dentist up there like damn i wish i was a black dentist <laughs> no he's watching i can't remember who the actor is he's watching a fucking dude who i think is like a construction worker literally do i'm gonna do an impression of him and he just basically goes like yeah and i was at the site and there was this dumb bitch who came over here and i was like hey you have to be careful and then something fucking fell on her but because i have such a huge fucking cock i was able to pick it up what a dumb fucking broad and that is literally he's like watching that and being like oh man I wish I could be more like him. Oh my god! And Wait. let this fucking guy talk for like about a minute forty-five, telling a story about this dumb bitch who walked over the fucking construction site. Uh, I'm well, saying those words because that's are, those are the words in the film. He said, "Yeah, he says I'm starting to have theories about how Billy Crystal has." Like this sort of anxiety that I think exists among Jewish men where we fear that we are not like masculine or virile enough to accomplish like to do like physical labor. You know, he's like selling ad space and he's like, no, like I need to go conquer the fucking – I need to go conquer all these animals. I don't know. I I haven't quite done all the math on it yet, but I feel like there's a certain amount of like mm-hmm. weird Jewish like, like labor anxiety. I don't massive know. Massive overcompensation. All of this just to say that City Slickers fucking what a wild ride. It was like <laughs> it was one of those things where like I did genuinely laugh at some parts. They're not very memorable, but I was like, okay, I could see where like his he has an idea of what comedy is. And, like, is able to – it kind of feeds back into that, like, oh, yeah, I'll bet you he is fun to talk to. You know what I mean? But, like, given an entire movie to fucking do whatever the fuck he wants, he – it's just, like – it's kind of what you were saying where it's, like, wow, this is the this is the culture we're worried about canceling, huh? It's, like, the such amazing bits as I didn't know that there could be black dentists. And what if this dumb bitch walked on a construction site? <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Ugh. That's the other thing. Now that you say the the words cancel culture, I feel like Mr. Crystal is absolutely the kind of fucker who would be like, you can't say anything these days. Well, he did. There's a, didn't we, was yeah. that you that made that document, Josh? Or is that um, a... No, oh, no that it? was only me. Oh, did I put that yeah, on the there, There's I literally so. an article. Yeah. yeah, there's a thing about how he said oh, that yeah, I did. I did. Like he said it's becoming now. a minefield. I did fucking write mm-hmm. that down. Okay, well, we're going to get to We'll say that for the Izzy problematic section. Yeah. This is all just his career highlights, let alone his actual opinions on things. Sorry, I didn't mean to fucking rail for that long. But <laughs> no, I no, was... no. It sounds like there's a lot to say about that. That movie was in fucking scene. <laughs> well, I, God knows I was never going to watch it, so this is exactly what we needed, I think. <laughs> you did it perfect. so we didn't have to, and for that, we are thankful. Yeah. And I think all at the end of the day, it's so that he could shoe in a fucking shit metaphor about a boring game so that the moral of the story could be, what if I actually didn't hate my wife? No, I think it was... What the fuck? I think it was so that he could answer the age-old question, what if being mad was people? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Finally, we got some answers. Perhaps a whole country? (laughs) Do you want to talk about the other thing he wrote? Um, (laughs) He should have been mad at all the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, does anyone have anything to say about Monsters, Inc.? Because I haven't seen that movie in a while, but I feel like it's a pretty essential part of the B.C., canon i mean it's pretty i think 
in in the BC world, it's pretty blameless. You know, you can't really fault <laughs> it. You don't have to look at him. I, I don't remember who pointed that out, but that is absolutely so key. You don't have mm. to look at him. Mm-hmm. You get but to you kind of do because Mike Wazowski like kind of essence. Well, but then again, sure. it's like we go back to that whole thing with the Jew, with the anxiety about labor and how we can't like the think about. Mike Wazowski, tiny little green guy, one eye versus Sully, like big, True. like sex symbol kind of. John Goodman, if, <laughs> gorgeous, if he were a monster. Sex pot. Gorgeous, blue, big blue rocket. Absolutely so hung. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We all knew we were going to get to a <laughs> yeah. At first yeah. I was going to say big blue red rocket and then I, <laughs> I was like, that's just a blue rocket. Come on now. <laughs> that's not <why>. a baboon. <laughs> Don't talk about John Goodman or Sully like that. Yeah. Um, he landed that airplane like a fucking hero. I don't know. Um, I think, yeah. I think maybe kidding. why that movie works is whoever was writing the character of Mike Wazowski was probably imagining and like hoping Billy Crystal or someone with that kind of comedy would be who plays this character. And probably what they were doing was just like, you know, writing a character that is sort of like the best parts of that energy, right? And it's supposed to be for kids. So. Uh, you, you don't, you know, you can kind of avoid any of his weird gender politics, and yeah, Billy Crystal's probably good with kids. I bet he like makes kids laugh. At, like, well, so sure. he's got these two grandkids, and he says he has said that they call on the phone and they ask if they can talk to Mike, and so he does Mike on the phone with them, and he asks them like how their day is, and that's objectively pretty fucking yeah. cute. Does Mike seems a little generous? He's playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's like, so I'll keep talking to you. Yeah, um, yeah. Wait, but I just had this voice. realization where, like, Ayana, you said in City Slickers that, like, it's kind of like he's kind of a nebbishy little Jew, and there's people who are stronger than him, but there's there's also dudes who are, like, bigger Jews than him, right? Yeah. So then that's in, – in Monsters, Inc., it's like, okay, yeah, there's, like, this gorgeous, like, Sully – Aryan kind of in, in that like there's Sully okay but then if he wants someone Jewier than him there's Randall there's oh Randall right God. there Randall is coded as Jewish a little bit just he is wait really? who's Randall for those Randall's of us who are the not... Steve Buscemi the oh. evil the evil can turn monster. Invisible. oh he's scared I don't know if I've registered him as Jewish as a kid but that monster scared the shit out of me when I was a little I, re- I honestly I I I uh I always pegged him as someone who's like that blonde uh, kid in school who like he's kind of like a little bit smarmy, but like he can be a nice person and whatever. You're just not allowed to ask about what his grandparents did. Mm. <laughs> Drake, a Draco Malfoy type. <laughs> yeah. Or where they got all their art from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm su- so I'm kind of surprised that you saw him as coded Jewish. A little bit. He's like like I feel like uh, Mike Wazowski is coded as like the fun lovable Hollywood Jew and then Randall is like the evil greedy conniving Jew. I maybe oh, that's okay. a I don't know. It is Pixar, Pixar, Disney, they're you know That was before <laughs> they're up to something. before uh Disney bought Pixar though. That's more of my was Pixar it? politics than Well I maybe know. that's why they bought it. They were like <laughs> I like I like where their heads at. They were like these are our values. <laughs> Disney values. Disney values. Yes. Man, oh man. Well, I mean, I think that everyone can agree. Pretty much everybody that saw Monsters Inc. enjoyed it, right? It, it was a, a good time to have yeah. by all. Pretty much. It's yeah, it's great. pretty universally. Yeah. It's like a. Yeah. I would say it's not an elite tier Pixar movie, but it is beloved. And I'd say I it's elite tier Pixar, but that's he okay. is so lucky that he has that movie and When Harry Met Sally because those I think yeah. are the two big ones that 
hold up for him, right? Like what? Mm-hmm. And what Princess else? Bride, don't, and don't forget. Bride. De- good, 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 yeah. Beloved. Yeah, you know. so he's got like the kid. He got you when you were a kid. He got you when you were a, you know, horny young adult. And then he got you when you had kids of your own. I mean, he hit the three Whoa. big dollar bill I, moments. I I hate that for him. <laughs> I'm just saying, the man is a, a three... Yeah, he's a three a three tool player. He like always comes back at a point to remember to remind you how much you love him. Mm-hmm. He's the lowest common denominator. <laughs> he's a guy on TV. Um, yeah, uh, I guess we can move on to Seven Hundred Sundays. His play, unless yeah, I mean, I was gonna say that's when he won his Tony. He won his Tony in mm-hmm. two thousand five. So he got the prestige once they became old. I don't want. To make too bold of a statement. Ayani, let it rip. But maybe writing a play is kind of a red flag about your character. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Elaborate on that. Writing a two-hour one-man show is for yes. sure yes. Okay, line. yes. I have nothing but respect for my playwrights except for Billy Crystal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, total uh, no, red I think flag. if you are a person who has written a lot and is just like, hey... Like, I'm going to play around with this format because, like, I don't usually get to do something like that. Totally fine or whatever. If you're a fucking actor who has got their big break doing game shows and fucking little improv sketches and whatever, going like, ah, oh, I'm actually working on a play is a fucking enormous red flag. It's also not a play. It's like a... It's also, it's just me talking at you. I'm just always so suspicious of what goes into the decision-making to get a person to be like, you know what? The world wants a one-man show all about me. Like, I don't well, trust he, that Well, he explains kind of person. it in the show. And do you want to know what did it? Oh. What? Yeah, you're going to tell us. He's going to tell what us. 9-11. Shut your mouth. Genuinely. That 9-11 did what? 9-11 made him want to write a sh- uh, an autobiographical Broadway play about himself. Because him. he thought that he might die. No, no. But he realized good. he would die. Also, Monsters, Inc. came out like a couple months after 9-11. So just, putting that <laughs> just adding up all the Why all does the he dogs. need to make 9-11 so much about him? Well, okay. I, so this one, I wouldn't write a personal play about myself because of 9-11. But his, so his... I'll, I'll just t- I'll just describe his thought process. He's lucky one all... of those planes didn't hit him in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at that thing. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> forehead more like nine eleven head. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, <laughs> so uh, the play came out in two thousand five. He said that basically, so he's a you know a diehard New Yorker. A bunch of his friends died in 9-11. He was having a hard time writing or just doing comedy afterwards. He didn't feel very funny. Did not realize that. Um, <laughs> uh, and then Everyone he like, went back to his smiling. childhood home and was reminiscing about a previous loss in his life, which is when his dad died when he was a teen. Mm. Um, and then he just kind of started remembering that. So all that, I think, you know, valid reason to make some art. What he produced, on the other hand, is fucking Hack City, baby. <laughs> it's like him sitting on a chair in front of a set of his house being like, New York City, where the radio always played songs and the baseball <laughs> players ran around a square. <laughs> like, they're just like, he's just like, I don't, it's just like paint my numbers, kind of like mid-century, like, 
you know, we didn't have a lot always, but my parents worked hard and they had a great sense of humor and my mom could have been an actress. And like the whole argument is basically like, I don't know, just sort of like he wanted to, his parents and his fa- or his family was really in the jazz world. And like, so as a kid, he saw all these amazing jazz performers and like saw the power of art and performance and like wanted to make people laugh and shit. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of like all the other stuff we've been talking about. It's like nothing really changed your life about it. It's just him kind of like doing impressions of his relatives and stuff. Um, which honestly that I found the most endearing part. Cause again, it's like Billy Crystal finding a way to make himself not Billy Crystal. And he's just like doing an impressions of like the funny old Jews in his life. <laughs> um, but the stuff about him, it's kind of like, okay, like you were, I don't know. You like told jokes, to your family and you liked that they laughed at it and like you were sad that a girl dumped you in high school like i don't know it's kind of just that's so boring it's pretty boring that's so boring it's that like didn't... If, if i just if you fed an ai like set like one man play broadway mid-century new york to comedian it would produce this basically yeah I could. I didn't see it, but none of that seems surprising to me in any sort of way. I think that's the thing that just kind of marks, at least for me, his whole career is just that kind of weird feeling of like, dude, you're kind of just like a dude, but not Pretty unremarkable. Like, but not yeah. in like celebrity child way when you're like you truly have nothing to offer. It's just sort of like he's like it's like he's 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 fine. He's someone's kind of funny dad. Yeah. Like, no, seriously. Like, he would fucking cut up at, like, the Hebrew school drop-off line. Oh, my God. But... He'd be my favorite dad. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, that's I, the I... other thing that I struggle with is that he knows that and he really leans into that. He does that thing yeah. that, like, I've only ever met older men, and most of them are Jewish who do this. So be on alert for when you're full grown. <laughs> but they, it's sort of like when a, an older man knows that he has delivered a joke and he thinks is going to kill, he does that. He'll like deliver it with a very sort of earnest face or like, you know, he's pretty serious and he just like waits for it to land. And he's just going to hold that sort of like earnest expression. Like, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. funny, but I know, you uh-huh, know, I'm yeah. funny. And that uh-huh. is Billy's whole bag. And it's just like, yeah. I can't spend my leisure time giving you ear jollies. Mm-hmm. spot on you know i will say though the the one sort of surprising thing i found about him in this broadway thing is that he kind of is like so you know he's still around he's still making stuff but he is kind of like a connection to that old like borscht belt style of jewish like entertainer maybe more so even than a comedian because like in the play he like he tap dances he does a cartwheel he sings he does these like very silly impressions of like you know his relatives or like stuff on the radio. So he's just kind of like, like doing like, ha ha, woo woo. Look at me. Like almost like a kid, just like kind of doing a little bit of everything. And just that sort of just like showman thing. Um, and it's, I, he's pretty good at that sort of stuff. I mean, it's not like it's, but it's also like, I was seeing some of the stuff like with the Oscars and whatever, and it feels, um, cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, he's not really like, He's not any more exceptional at it as the next guy who kind of knows how to do any of those things. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Is is it is his ability to tap dance incredible against my ability to tap dance? Certainly. Is his skill as a tap dancer 
anything at all to look at against someone else who knows how to tap dance? I don't know about that. Yeah. And like, th- and I guess that's the part of the thing that really, I guess, irks me about like seeing all this and, and going on a deep dive on him and whatever, where it's like you're next to so many people who are kind of doing incredible things and you're involved in so many incredible things. And like the best you have to offer is what you've given us. And that just seems fucking wild to me. He's just fine. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also the star. Yeah. And it's Um, so boring to watch the star be just fine. Yeah. Pretty Jewish though to be like, uh... well, he's fine. I, I found some info just because, you know, this is a podcast for the Jews. So I just, you know, he had paternal grandparents who were Russian Jewish immigrants and he had maternal, a mm. uh, maternal grandfather who was an Austrian Jewish immigrant. His maternal grandmother was born in New York to a Russian Jewish father and a Lithuanian oh. Jewish mother. Wow. So he is, if being Jewish was people, he's China. He's China. And he is a Temple Emmanuel boy, which I feel like is just so universal. Everybody's been to a Temple Emmanuel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I went to one as a child. Mm-hmm. Temple Emmanuel, San Francisco. I lived near one. And also, yeah, he married his he married his wife in 1970. They met when they were eight when he was 18 and she was 17. And that's oh, he did the shit. creepy mid century. Oh, shit, well, no, shit. this is actually cancelable of of the detail I learned in the in the play, but we can. No, nope, just share it. Just All right, I'll share it. Well, she just walked by, and he did that thing that like guys in the fifties did, where he just goes, "I'm gonna marry that girl." Oh my and god! And then they started dating, and then he did. I think a lot of times it's not even true, though. I think the, the, that's just like the story. It's so the story that he's like, I knew. I'm sure he. Yeah. Well, like that's because- like how you would say like I thought she was cute. You just had to be a psycho about it and be like, you had to be like, you have to be I'll like, that's her. my dame. Yeah, um, it's funny. His character mentions that same thing too in City Slickers, where he's like, "I've only been with one woman since I was 18. and he's just like, "I didn't, re- I didn't realize that, that was a personal fact that he put in." Mm-hmm. He is really playing himself in that fucking movie. That does not speak well of him. <laughs> Except, isn't he a Mets fan in that movie? Dude, who fucking gives a shit about baseball? <laughs> he does. Crystal. Yeah, he does. He loves it. Well, shut the mm-hmm. fuck up about it. Yeah, okay. so I, I will reiterate that men who get married at the beginning of their career, they usually keep their nose pretty clean. You know, he kind of minds his own business. But, yeah, now we got to talk about if he's problematic. We did watch the Justin Bieber Oscar clip. Yes. Do you want to <laughs> bring people back to the amazing... Period that I was want 2012. You all to, yeah, sit back and you're thinking to yourself, it's 2012. What was going on about it? Don't ask me. I don't have a good memory. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to reiterate, like, to recap the clip. It's basically like some Oscars thing he was doing where he's like kind of making reference to every movie that's in the Oscars. And then there's some scene where he's sitting there and like Justin Bieber comes up to him and he's like, What's up, old man? Or whatever he talks. <laughs> and then Billy Crystal's like, I'll show you a thing or two about something. And then Sammy Davis Jr.'s sitting there and he's like, I'll show you a thing or two about something too. And then it turns out that Sammy Davis Jr. was just Billy Crystal in blackface. But the thing is, is that it's not just blackface. It's like like prosthetic. So it doesn't even look really like Billy Crystal. We knew it was Billy Crystal because we watched it after Googling Billy Crystal blackface (laughs) and 
going all around YouTube before realizing the Oscars for sure for sure scrubbed that shit, and then finding it on like Daily Motion. But if you're watching it at home and you see a guy dressed like Sammy Davis Jr. and it's 2012, and you think, "Is that Billy Crystal?" Your next thought is probably like, "Nah, there's no way." <laughs> yeah. Guess I'll think of what the other options are because that can't be it. It's the movies. They probably got some actor. It's like, no, it's just Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. It's just Bill. Yeah. And the thing about it is, uh, you know, I don't think it would be appropriate, but like if it were some kind of small indie studio with a really small budget, people have to play a lot of roles. People people wear different kind of hats, different faces maybe Hmm. during the the production. Interesting. So you're saying low budget black faces a lot? (laughs) No, I'm not saying that. No, but that is a good point. Like there's no dentist you could bring in to play Sammy Davis Jr. that day. (laughs) Oh my god. But that's the thing, it's the wow. fucking Oscars. It's the fucking it's the kind well, of event that like I've done worked... it before. I mean Oh. He apparently had to have... he did it on SNL. He was oh. on SNL. SNL used to do the fuck out of that. Yeah, they were really into that. There was Jimmy Fallon playing Chris Rock. I think they thought it wasn't blackface if he, the guy sort of looked like him. Like they were like, no, no, no blackface <laughs> no, is just face. like Al Jolson shit. <laughs> yeah, like where it's just like straight up black paint. But Jesus Christ, um, pretty dicey. And I well, guess, and I guess Sammy, Sammy's daughter came out and she was like, "My dad would have thought it was hilarious. I'm fine with it." But the rest of the world was like, really? Those are one alive and one dead person's opinions, but (laughs) (laughs) cancel each other out. Um, No respect for the dead. Uh, Also, I think I don't know what it is. There's kind of like all these different if you study history or culture or whatever, there's all these kinds of weird, interesting things that happen. Then like you can't really learn anything from them, but they're just kind of worth noting. And I just kind of scans completely to me that Justin Bieber was involved in this sketch in particular. <laughs> and Frank would have been a believer, guys. Let's not forget. Uh, <laughs> I oh, right. Wait, have you not heard oh, that story? Oh my god. We no, we we all I, know that one, I right? Forget. Wow. He went to the Anne Frank house and said that Anne Frank would have been a little <laughs> He was like, uh-huh. yeah. It's not just something Wait, but... I carry around with me because I privately think that. <laughs> Please. Um, but in his def- – like, Justin Bieber for sure still thinks he met Sammy Davis Jr., right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like, it's really all cool. love. Sammy Davis legend, man. I can't believe he yeah. died right after shooting that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's so um, crazy you got to meet him in his last days. In his little play, he said that he fucked a bagel when he was a teenager to get off. So that's kind of problematic. That never fucking happened. But that, no, that seems like something some of you comedians make up outrageous lies that never just to get happened. a laugh. I hate <laughs> that fucking bagel's funny. so much because you know that's him being like, the Jews are going to love this. I know, right? How, how, how corrupted have we been if that's what pandering to us looks like? I mean, that... And the audience, you can hear it in the way they laugh. They're all like little old Jews from the earth they're like <laughs> honestly I watched done some, it. We of all his, it. some of his stand up I watched like when from when he hosted SNL he did his monologue and first of all he's wearing fucking like tight ass leather pants and <laughs> okay. he does this whole monologue about how when you become like a teenage boy you start thinking with your dick basically and he he does a voice for his penis 
and it's oh, a yeah. really creepy he does little that voice. in his broadway thing too i don't like that voice it sounds like a demon yeah. josh me neither no it reminded me of like how in big face they do it but like not in a clever way where he's just like in what or big mouth oh big okay. face. oh well <laughs> yeah um yeah no it happens in his like prestige tony award-winning play i he's just talking about how that. like how he hit puberty wait i'm and imagining how, like, his dick knocks on the door for yeah him. he calls it a um, mr wiggle stick in the play I'm going to fucking throw up blood. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry for what I'm about to say, but I'm imagining his grandkids calling him and being like, do Mike Wazowski. And then he does it. And they're like, now do Mr. Wigglestick. No, no, no. He would probably do it because he was so eager, like without being asked. And you're like, what's that? He's like, oh, uh, nothing. He seems like someone, I was about to just say this, but I just, I feel like he's someone who would get really mad if you were just like, yeah, he would do it because he's a fucking clown. Not a clown like, oh, I don't like him, so I think he's silly or whatever, but like, he's just a fucking entertainer, so he's just like, am I getting positive feedback for my dumb dick joke? I don't care if it comes from my grandkids. Yeah. (laughs) Billy. Someone is going to have to reconcile this mediocrity, and it's not going to be me. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Yeah. So he did uh, the he did the weird he did the Sammy Davis Jr. thing. He said comedy today is becoming like a minefield and he doesn't like it. He says it's a totally different world now and that doesn't mean you have to like it. Which wow. is just as soon as somebody says nears any shit like that, you kind of are like, All right, I know what your deal is. Well he's still stuck in like nineteen fifty eight or whatever on Long Island. Yeah, boy, he's gonna stay Where he's there. Like, I'm edgy. Just- Black dentist. Well, that's the thing is, like, if you only knew him as Mike Wazowski or maybe whoever the fuck he plays in Princess Bride, I can't remember. Miracle Max. Miracle Max. Thank you. Um, Like, you might see those things and be like, oh, he was just going for maybe like a shocky laugh or maybe he's like going for this or whatever. But the line he wrote for his only two black characters in his magnum opus, City Slickers, <laughs> kind of puts that into a little bit of a different perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't like this guy. Um, what, and then what else did he do? So he, um, he did a Woody Allen movie in 97, which I count as very problematic because even in 97, people were like, what's up? People were doing Woody Allen movies in 2017. I know, and I don't like that either. But, you know, I always have to put it on the list if a fella has yeah. done a Woody no, Allen movie. No, it's true. Movie. You got you to acknowledge. And I mean, also, not, Hollywood is at, like, a death slash sex cult. So, like, yeah, that's fair. just fully as a whole. So <laughs> The entire yeah. film industry Not excusing is. him doing a Woody Allen movie, but, like, yeah. Like, every single person who's gone down in the last... Uh, 10 years or whatever has been an open secret and like there's a million more open secrets and they're all it's, yeah they're it's all a game fucking of evil place covering for each other <sighs> um you went to nyu so that's pretty problematic <laughs> that's true you shouldn't go to nyu <laughs> yeah that's gross film school no less yeah woof. that's a whopper he's mm-hmm. done some good stuff He's done some philanthropy. He and Whoopi and Robin hosted Comic Relief a ton of times, and he raised money for his home. I mean, like, he raised money, which is great, but it was also for his hometown. I feel like, you know, he raised money for his hometown after Hurricane Sandy. They raised, like, a million dollars, I think. And he raised a lot of money post-9-11, and that's all good stuff. It all kind Um, of weirdly has to do with him, but... 
I mean, I guess. Good. Right. Like it's uh, his, that's what I meant. It's his hometown. Like I, I bet it's better than not doing anything, but I don't know. And then I think there's I'm, also the just general conversation of like philanthropy. Maybe it would be better if all of these people just didn't have that much. Oh no. Yeah. Philanthropy <laughs> is also for sure a, an entire racketeering <laughs> scheme. You will not take Mike Wazowski's riches from him. I know. You will not. I know. I'm just gonna... Mike Wazowski's a fucking union guy. Yeah, you know? That's true. Mike Wazowski, the character, is probably like, I'll be out there on the picket line. Yeah. You won't yeah, see him. Like, Come on, dude. But I'll be there. And if you watch Monsters University, which I saw for the first time last year, he actually didn't graduate from college. He had to go the fucking hard way. No. Sully no. and uh, Mike Wazowski drop out of college together. Oh, fuck yeah. That's awesome. And they fucking start working at Monsters. As Inc. all of our listeners should do, by the way, if you're in college. Oh, yeah. Don't go. I didn't go to college. Get out of there. Dude, fuck that, dude. Get out of there. Except for you, Josh. You did the right thing. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> um, there was one more thing he did that was sort of problematic. So he was on this show, Soap, and he was asked about... Um, gay characters this was a couple years ago he was asked about gay characters on tv and he answered but he answered about gay sex on tv and people were just sort of like okay this is notable and weird because nobody fucking asked you about gay sex on tv but what he said was i've seen some stuff recently on tv in different kinds of shows where the language or the explicit sex is really you know sometimes i get it and sometimes i just feel like ah that's too much for me Sometimes it's just pushed a little too far for my tastes, and I'm not going to get into which ones they are. So he Mm. said it was awkward and tough when he was filming Soap, because they filmed in front of a live studio audience, and I guess he would say, like, I love you to a male character, and the audience would sort of, like, snicker because they were uncomfortable, and and he said that he really felt self-conscious, and he didn't like that while they were filming because he was, like, nervous about people thinking that he was gay or what they were going to think of him or or like what they were going to call him. And um, I, he, I guess like the F word, he was referencing how other characters are called like their characters' names or their nicknames. And he thought he was going to get called the F word. And so that's then people... That's not a great position, but that's also a very understandable one. Sure. Like at the time, I, I yeah. imagine that he was still new in the industry. And as a man in that time and as a man in the industry, I can see how that would maybe be nerve wracking for him. And I think also it's just like people, people, actors, not to put too much sympathy over them. That's not a new phenomenon with people being treated like the characters that they play. Mm -hmm. Because our ability to separate reality from a screen is actually pretty, we're not good at it. Yeah. It's like those actors who play bad guys and get like screamed at on the street. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. But yeah, the question that he was asked was not about gay sex on TV, but that's immediately where he took it. And um, mm-hmm. it was just kind of revealing that yeah. what TV that show is showing gay sex. There's HBO stuff like we all you know that they love to fuck on Game of Thrones. I never watched, so I don't know if there's gay sex. But there was that show Looking for a while. There so is I gay know sex it's... on Game of Thrones. Well, so yeah, maybe. I, mean, who... I feel like people like butts. They don't. They don't. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's true. HBO knows that. Like, yeah, you're gonna see all kinds of butts. It's gonna yeah. be men's butts. Sometimes it's gonna be women's butts. It's yeah. often women's butts, but sometimes it's male butts. Yeah, and like it's just they're they're casting a wide net because at the end of the day, a dollar is worth exactly that. A dollar, <laughs> and there's a butt for everybody is what's so important. It Even is. Billy Crystal's. Well, I feel someone. like he pulled the classic like 
lightly conservative move where you say, oh, I don't have a problem with everybody. Just don't do it in my face. Right. Oh, it's too much for me. Yeah. It's like, I don't have a problem with it. I just don't want to interact with it because I have negative feelings about it. It's like, yeah. oh, so you, oh, you do have a problem. With... Yeah, that's yeah. the definition. Or it's like, of how much is problem. like, how much is the right amount? I don't have a problem with it. It's just when I see it, it becomes a problem. Yeah, it makes me very upset. <laughs> I have a problem with Ill. seeing it. Yeah, I don't think I you should to, execute them I all. Start to I just expel think... black bile when I see it, but like, I don't. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that She's... was weird. Yeah. Okay, I would say Being honestly, people. <laughs> I think he's. I would say he's problematic, light to yeah. pro- to full on problematic. I think I that's think, exactly right. Yeah, problematic, light. I think in the sense where, like, I don't think he has any. I don't think any of those things are necessarily very strong beliefs he has. Yes. Um, but it's problematic because you can also tell that he's like really not willing to. Like, he would be like. If you're like, hey, man, that joke in fucking City Slickers, man, that shit didn't age well. You'd be like, oh, you just don't understand. Okay, that or was it, genius. Or like the time or it was funnier then. He's, there's no, always going to be an excuse That's what comedy is. that yeah. he's making. Yeah, he, he, he seems like he, he, he would if he ever if he ever came to a certain realization about any of those things, it would be kicking and screaming. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think most of that just probably has to do with him viewing himself very highly and less to do with like, I'm kind of not into the idea of black people being dentists <laughs> <laughs> or gay people yeah, being allowed existing. to love who they want. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if we're talking about whether or not Billy Crystal is problematic, um, he has a movie that's called Let's Throw Mama from the Train. Um, let's not. <laughs> How about we love what our love mothers? Were you waiting to do that? <laughs> I just remembered it. Damn. Just now. Um, should we, uh... I could have seen you just yeah. like, All right. oh, that was the one. My, yeah, my blood is racing. I think it's time to answer the big question. All right. Okay. So, hold on. Don't just be answering William Nilliam. Everybody really think <laughs> about this. Everybody really think, what have I seen of him? On screen and in life, think about his face. I know you don't want to, but you got to think about his lips. Think about how he looks kissing other people. I know I'm looking at our notes here, and the last two notes in the entire doc are, I don't like Billy's little smile. I don't like his leathery skin. (laughs) This is about his little shark tails Angelina Jolie fish lips. So everybody really take a minute. (laughs) What a fucking image. Wow, that's... Okay. okay, well, this Sorry. is not going to be helpful for imagining yourself kissing him. His leather, thinking about his leathery skin. Well, it's helping me decide if I would. All right, there you go. Oh, that, I, sometimes I forget that that's an option. You can also decide not to kiss. I should say, you can always mm. decide not to kiss. Mm. Do you guys so, ever decide? Thank are there any you. notable yeah. people you didn't kiss? Um, I didn't kiss, um, I didn't kiss Eugene Levy. <laughs> Um, Understandable. And and I think I withheld a real kiss from Jamie Foxx, who is very, very hot, but I find him annoyingly arrogant. So as punishment, Mm. he did not get like a full tongue Mm -hmm. bath. That was pretty notable. Wow. Yeah. That's where the stipulations are important because you can really Mm -hmm. set your own terms. That's right. With that in mind, would anyone like to go first? (sighs) Should I go first? Sure. Yes. Go, sure. go ahead. Okay. I thought a lot about this. I would kiss only in Harry Met Sally. 
at any point throughout the movie. Not in the beginning, because I think his sideburns and that hair where they're trying to make him look like a fresh college grad just looks silly. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be able to take him seriously. No other time ever in his life outside of the movie as a human ever. But I would fully make out with um, Harry. Harry. Yeah. I think... The only possibility of I think there's two things to say. Number one is the idea of me giving Billy Crystal any kind of kiss, including just like, oh, that's your old grandpa, like on the cheek or whatever, is that's 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 an easy one to reconcile. Him kissing me is a, is a little bit harder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of any kind, that's that's a lot harder for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think I got to say that like. Uh, I don't think I would just because like the only option it would be is in some kind of colloquial setting if I'd never met him and he didn't like speak <laughs> <laughs> just because like the like even some like even if he was like a fun guy at a party or whatever like that's just not those aren't people who I'm like oh yeah those are like people who I think about kissing and having them kiss other people but yeah, other than that, it's it's just I can't really reconcile. I can't really reconcile in my head like kissing someone with that personality. Mm-hmm. I think like that level of showing affection <laughs> is is something that's not really in my brain. They probably at most get a that was kind of funny from me. Can't feed the beast too much. Yeah, yeah, just like as a as a genre of person. I have two. I would I would kiss Billy Crystal in two different scenarios. The first is pretty similar to yours, Emily, but I would stipulate even further to when it's really just the, the scene of him unpacking with the baseball bat, fresh in New York. I would, I would kiss I would kiss Harry the minute he arrived in New York, and not a moment after. Um, yeah, because in the rest of it, he's kind of just like I don't know some random yuppie. Uh, and I think his hotness diminishes throughout the film. Um, and he also seems like maybe a bit of a jerk. Um, and then my other time was I, this might be a little controversial given the last uh, 112 minutes that we've spent shitting on Billy Crystal. Please don't but... say it was, please don't you say you'd kiss Sammy Davis Jr. Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to say that would was, be the wrong I take. would, so I would only smooch Harry the moment he arrives in New York, but I would kiss Billy Crystal at any moment. <laughs> no matter oh. when, no matter what age, consent age appropriate and up, of yeah, course. Obviously. Um, because basically he is just like this like neutral person. Like I would just feel nothing. He's like, he's not that good, he's not that bad, he's not that hot, he's not that ugly. He's just a guy. And I feel like it would just like if you just kiss that man on the lips, it would be like bumping into something. Like you, it would just be a fair a contact between your face and something that doesn't register. And I think a theme we've been building yeah. towards is that that kind of anodyne quality about him is what has allowed him to be like this weirdly famous but not actually that good guy who we all know about. Yeah, so yeah it'd just be like whatever, and like he wouldn't care. He'd be like, there you go. Whoa! Like you know, just that <laughs> I'm kind Billy of Crystal. yeah. You, you just, just kissed, kissed Billy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he, 
I'm like, whatever. And even if I like made Billy Crystal's day somehow by kissing him, I also wouldn't care because I don't really care what he thinks. So I don't know. I, I mean, kiss him whenever, that's but I wouldn't smooch him. Very, very, very healthy outlook, Josh. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's... proud of you. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, that 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 kiss just treats him exactly as he is. Yeah, just a guy. Just some a man fucking guy. In the world. Just some little guy. <laughs> as it turns around the sun. <laughs> what about you, John? Um, okay, Billy Crystal himself maybe gets a peck. You know. I, I wouldn't make out with him. I would probably, you know, close my eyes, go in for a peck, accidentally kiss him on the forehead because it's just so goddamn big. You know, I'm aiming for, his, I'm aiming for his lips, but somehow his forehead just starts all the way down there where his mouth should be. So it's like one of those like biker helmets. It's like shoop, and you can like the visor all the way. So over yeah, his. yeah. Mike Wazowski, we would make out and sleep in the same bed, and then like smoke weed, but nothing else would really happen. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you'd have you have like a post kickback. No, Mike Wazowski is someone yeah. I'd definitely give a smooch to. Yeah. To, to be clear, yeah. by the way, John's like we spoon. No. We would spoon, but we're not gonna bang, and that's that. You know, what? and I'm that's not... what you both wanted. <laughs> oh my God. Banging wow. Mike Wazowski is a harder proposition. <laughs> <laughs> I That's think Emily, just... your next podcast should be "But would But would I fuck Mike Wazowski?" <laughs> fuck and it's like a, a twelve-parter, and oh, it's just yeah. like exploring my mental state every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike it's, Wazowski it's is what we call a jetpack top. <laughs> what the fuck? Think, think a about jet it. Jetpack top. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> oh. oh, wow, boys! Well, we got to the bottom of that one, didn't we? And now you know more than you ever wanted to know about Billy Crystal. Yeah, wow. And do you feel different? I feel great. I feel pretty good, too, actually. I feel better than when we talk about the dang Bible, if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah. I think you're speaking my language now. I think one of the things that you can really take away from all of this is that, like, I was kind of telling you guys about it earlier where I was like, the very – the. Everything down to the fucking quality and frame rate of the film I watched makes you have this weird nostalgic feeling for uh for stuff like I like I, I turned it on and immediately like I was like oh I remember this from you know it made me think about the sounds that a VHS makes and whatever and like mm-hmm. all kinds of things like that that weird buzzing that was always happening. And it, it kind of like took me back. I remembered like moments of like the first flat that my, my family lived in and whatever and all, all that shit. Um, and it really just goes to show that like beyond those initial feelings, that nostalgia is worthless. <laughs> yep. It, like, I the, mean, the, you're right. The world you pine for is at the absolute best it could be your shitty childhood imagination of a world that didn't exist because you just weren't aware of all the things that made it so terrible. <laughs> Yanni. <laughs> so when you fucking watch Billy Crystal's career, now you can fucking take that with you and just oh, be like, no. hey, remember that guy who played Mike Wazowski? He likes to tell people that he fucked a bagel. Anyways, everyone, <laughs> have a great night. And that's the big thing about him. That's the thing that everyone should know about that guy. 
Yeah. Yep. He fucked a bagel and he's vaguely racist. He fucked a bagel and, and Jesus, yeah, that you're... went from something so profound about like it really brings you back and I could hear the VHS to like he stuck his dick in a bagel though. What? I th- you know whose fault that is though is Billy Crystal's. He never <laughs> had to fucking tell us. <laughs> he did not have yeah, to tell us that. Right. The man yeah, we can keep those cards closer to your chest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have said that if I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. All right, well, there right, well, you have it. There you have it. Emily, this was awesome. Thanks for coming on Smite Me and, uh, you know, ruining both Billy Crystal and maybe my whole conception of childhood and time. Thank you so I much for letting me do that. It was really yeah. a pleasure. There's nothing I love more than picking apart a man, and it was just an honor to do it with you boys. <laughs> mm. I, uh, uh, is there anything... Is there any- place you would want to direct the smite me nation to that's right we're technically an empire now excuse me um the next level is incorporated um (laughs) the only thing more powerful than empire is a fucking company um (laughs) where can the kids find you which smite me nation where should we direct Um, all our well um I, I will say that the girls of but would you kiss are talking about coming back from our hiatus um and doing some more episodes. So we are on Instagram at But Would You Kiss. Uh, my, my partner, Jessica, puts together some really banging collages of these men. Do you guys want to like close with a prayer? Oh, yeah. We do that. Do you want to do it? No. Got, As our guest? Who's you got the prayer in them? Who's got the prayer in them? Um, who's really feeling the spirit? What I'm even is spirit. a good one? Um... It can just kind of be whatever, but uh, I'll say I hope that everyone in Smite Me Nation and But Would You Kiss Me Nation, or But Would You Kiss, not Would You Kiss Me, a little different show. Everybody um, would kiss me. Um, I hope everyone listening strives to achieve heights greater than Billy Crystal. He's, he's a successful man, but where's the substance? We can all strive to leave an impact on the world and not just be some guy who he probably wouldn't mind kissing that much you know the little guy we're all capable of more seize seize the day we are more than our foreheads everyone don't forget that